Greetings. I've been asked, actually I've, I've received messages from so many people uh, talking about their, their reactions to this whole situation that's going on planetarily. Reactions of, of confusion and anger and outrage and then depression and um, a pulling a pulling in and cynicism and uh, impotence there are of course you know the 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 people who are feeling that this is a, an opportunity for for great transformation and change. But when we are interacting with and uh, receiving information about what is going on on the uh, upper levels of governance uh, and decision-making on the planet is when people tend to to fall into really two two categories it's it's important to recognize that we are in a situation that our that our physical selves that our um, earth incarnate selves are reacting to as as a danger a classic danger situation and in these situations, we react either with fight or flight. Uh, feelings and, and, uh, and reactions. So there are those who in the flight mode, because we're all sequestered in our, in our homes, um, distraction is is flight, uh, depression, pulling into yourself and uh, not interacting with the world and spinning round and around in feelings of, of unexpressed rage and impotence. Uh, all of those reactions are flight reactions. Uh, the fight reactions are those who are out in the streets demonstrating, who are writing letters and signing petitions and uh, looking for legal recourse, etc., etc. Neither of these is, is negative. Uh, and actually, in some cases what I've just defined as a fight reaction can be a flight from the, the feelings involved when you actually come inside yourself and aren't fueled by rage and uh, righteous indignation, right? So I'll repeat that we, each one of us, is receiving this situation 
in our own particular way, through our own filters, the filters of our stories, the filters of everything that's been programmed in us for generations, which is wonderful because each of us gets the opportunity to observe what our reactions are and to understand where that comes from, to understand the old stories and, and question them, question whether this is really really um, aligned with what our true and present truths are. And so when, when there's a real visceral fear that arises um, in response, it seems that it's in response only to the external circumstances, but the external circumstances are, in a sense, adding extra drops of water to a very full glass inside us. And so if we can, instead of focusing on what's external, if we can come inside and really see what it is in our memories that is um, being activated, we can then free ourselves of those memories. And in so doing, we free our bodies, we free our beings of old programs, and this is in readiness for the creation of something new. Those who are called to enter into the, the struggle, those who are called to, um, to fight for justice, to fight against ignorance, to, um, well, to fight in all of its different manifestations, um, are fighting for something that is not just about what we're living now. And perhaps in the, the action of fighting against, uh, there can be a sense of redressing injustices of the past, redressing wounds. Uh, but it's important, I think, anyway, <laughs> uh, if we are uh, attempting to grow in consciousness and understand ourselves better, I feel it's important at the same time to, to know where the, the impetus for our actions comes from. So there's no... Uh, and I'm repeating myself again, but there's no wrong way of reacting to this. Everyone is reacting in their own perfect way according to whatever they've been programmed with and the weight of the programming. People who don't want to know about um, 
what, quote-unquote, the truth is in terms of um, high-level machinations and lies and, um, and uh, plans <laughs> for humanity are people who have been um, beaten in different ways into submission and obedience and the belief that we really need to believe in and follow the wishes and orders of authority. And this is the way that they have learned to stay safe. There are less and less people who or shall I say, there are more and more people who are stepping out of that paradigm and into, uh, let's say, a more expanded and sovereign uh, awareness of themselves. But each person has his or her own choice to make. And it's really important, I feel, that... We honor our own truths, that we act as we feel called to act in alignment with our truths, but that we don't negate that of other people. It's so important that we enter into whatever we do with compassion and not from a place of separation. And so even those of us who are reading the research and trying to understand the different levels of what is going on on the planet in terms of information, uh, in terms of legal actions, in terms of mass movements, etc., It's so important that we don't see those who choose to remain obedient as being our enemies. It's important that, that yes, I understand the frustration, um, particularly when there's a lot of rage and anger directed towards... Uh, one's efforts to try and understand uh, what's going on. But that's normal, that when one wishes to maintain one's identity, when one's security in a dangerous situation comes from keeping everything as still and secure as possible, you understand that, that we have been very carefully um, orchestrated into this kind of, of behavior of maintaining security at the cost of our sovereignty. And so I'm speaking to myself in this as well, that it's important that we keep our hearts open to all humanity and not only to all humanity to in 
in terms of you know seeing humanity as as a, a mass uh, consciousness that has been suppressed and victimized, but also um, that we keep our hearts open to all players in this drama that we are living through. We are all living our soul's stories in different ways. And this is difficult to align with when we're feeling endangered. We tend to to come back to what will keep us safe, what will keep us um, within the the boundaries, the the fencing of what we know, what will keep us nice and safe and secure inside certain identities, right? That that is what survival has meant for so long. I feel that for many of us, the definition of survival is changing. And survival now is less related to the continuing of physical existence and a material state and is very much aligned with our sovereign selves, with the the undeniable and uh, I'm struggling to find the words. Um, for, for many of us, there's nothing that's more important at this time than, um, than our sovereignty and freedom. And whereas those who, um, who believe that the people who are wanting to know more and wanting to, to break out of imposed restrictions, there are many who believe that, that, that people who are fighting for freedom are only fighting for their personal freedom. And there's been a lot of academic papers <laughs> written about this, about how we've lost our humanity because we're not willing to live imposed restrictions for the good of the all. Well, the opposing, because it is seen as opposing, viewpoint is that um, there is nothing more important for all humanity than our sovereign selves and our ability to choose what our reality might be.
I think that's probably <laughs> what I wanted to say this time around. Each one of us is getting an opportunity to do uh, <laughs> a, a, a very intensive workshop in self-awareness. And in the end, our individual self-awareness and connection with our light is our light and our truth is the greatest gift and the greatest service that we can offer at this time. If, for those who have asked me, how can I best serve at this time, you need to come into yourself, hear what your truth is, and move from that. We serve according to our light and our truth as we recognize it at this time. So that's what I wanted to say for now. Thank you for listening, and until next time.